0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
1: In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something stirring that will change this place forever. <laughs> perfect perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your last place. Miami Dolphins, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com Talk.com pod- podcast network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about Christopher and Chris, how the hell are you, my friend? Samuel, sir, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. My football team is in the dumps. My basketball team is probably going to suck again. My baseball team is probably going to lose their third World Series in a row. And uh, hockey, well hockey is hockey so i'm doing fine on the sports front
0: yeah hockey is hockey i'll do you one better the miami heat have jimmy butler and probably would be a seven seed and not do anything with it uh the marlins are a double a minor league team and my miami hurricanes have uh, well put it this way they lost to a team whose quarterback was the quarterback for the high school right next to my house um Last year. So, yeah, Sam Howell, the fresh, true freshman quarterback from Sun Valley High School. Made the Miami Hurricanes look like shit. So, uh, and then the Dolphins. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, just as well, my friend.
1: Well, yeah. The, you know, the only thing that's probably doing better than us would be, of course, uh, the citizens of Perfectville. Uh, again, the only reason we do this show, other than for our own selfish wants and needs, is to interact with the citizens of Perfectville, and we've been doing that for quite some time. And one of the ways we do that, Chris, I just have to read this right off the bat. We got a ton to get to. Uh, we have a new starting quarterback. We have one less defensive back. We have one more first round draft pick. We've got one more loss we've got all kinds of stuff that you and I have to touch you know I need your thoughts you need my thoughts all of the thoughts will be needed and had but uh, before we get to that I do have to give shout outs to our listeners as always we got three more uh, beautiful five-star reviews and ratings on uh, Apple podcast formerly known as iTunes Chris so I'm just going to go ahead and read these because we love reading them we love uh, talking about them and of course they're hilarious as always so uh, first one from Headlight Lennon Fins up for this podcast, five stars. If you're a Dolphins fan and wonder what the hell they are doing this season, check out Perfectville. Sam and Chris do a great job of breaking down the Dolphins while being entertaining and insightful. I feel like my mom wrote that, Chris. That was the nicest <laughs> review I've ever had on this show.
0: They're the best smelling boys you've ever seen
1: in <laughs> Miami. They're so handsome. Look <laughs> Those cheeks are just shiny. They're oh, so cute. Look at his pictures. Look at them. Who wants one? <laughs> but uh, thank you very much, Headlight Lennon. I think, actually, Headlight Lennon might be in our fantasy football league. More on that in just a little bit. The okayest fantasy football league of all time. <laughs> I think Lennon is actually a participant there, Chris. So uh, good to see him out and about in the real world, sort of. Uh, the next one comes from Mike Honcho 76 Five stars with the headline, Torture. Three things in this world are inevitable. Death, taxes, and my suffering as a Finns fan. Every week, I am put into minor depression thanks to the Dolphins now it is doubled by this podcast, as I am reminded of this team's failures. Thank you for roughly an hour of pain every week. It makes my drive to night classes even worse than the last. But on a real note, Chris and Sam are fantastic. We need more guys like this understanding what's going on and laughing our way through this process of torture. Wish I could give six stars. Thank you very much, Mike <laughs> Honcho. Sorry for the depression and uh, happiness all at the same time. That is a confused citizen of Perfectville right there. Not sure if he well, knows... Where he's going. I mean,
0: he he he's got the perfect review. I mean, did he not realize we started misery loves company? Like we, he he, that fits our narrative perfectly. We're depressed. You're depressed. Let's be
1: depressed, doll fans together, shall we? And yet another segment we will be touching on later in this episode. <laughs> it's like these listeners listen and are just teeing us up here, Chris. Uh, speaking of listeners. Um, one of our favorites. One of the guys that I think is just highly underrated as a listener. We have the racelings that are out there. You know, we've got uh, the Meh Plus guys that are out there. We have the people that we interact with on Twitter and and all the different social medias. But this guy chooses almost exclusively to contact us via Apple Podcasts, and he doesn't even talk about the show, he's just talking about the Miami Dolphins to us through the review section, so if you're just looking across these and you see these reviews, you're like, oh, is this podcast good? You would have no idea that this guy's even listening to the podcast based on how he just conversates with us, and of course I'm talking about the lovely Dolphin Ray. He is back once again, and he (laughs) says uh, quite simply, Chris, this is his entire review. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. I think they (laughs) (laughs) over-tanked. And I'm not sure if he's talking about us or if he's talking about the Miami Dolphins who lost 43 to nothing to the new England Patriots in week two, um, but man, is he uh, is he not correct or what? Dolphin Ray just with the most obvious <laughs> statement of the week. I think they over tanked. We over tanked. So
0: Sam, can I ask you? I guess your opinion on this because everybody, everybody throws this around there all the time. It uh, happens. You know, suck for luck, tank for tua. Um, NBA teams are known notoriously to do it all the time for lottery picks. In your definition of a sports fan, what what would you consider or like? I guess compare what actual tanking means like what is the actual definition of that that word
1: look uh, th- there's another name for it that uh, for whatever reason is no longer popular it's called rebuilding um, and that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins are doing. They're just doing it in spectacularly bad fashion. I mean, whether you go 3-13 and or you go 0-16, I guess it doesn't really matter. But if you have a generational talent like Tua uh, that mm. you can draft with the first overall pick, I think the team has made the decision, you know what, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to win anything this year. The only way the Super Bowl is happening for Miami is when we host it like we are this year. Uh, we might as well drop to the bottom, get this generational talent who we think is going to carry us for the next 10, 15, 20 years and we're going to tank along the way and we're going to make you know the best effort to understand who we have going forward but we understand and recognize that we're going to suck and look the team has made no bones about it they can't come out and say yes we're losing on purpose for a bunch of reasons but they're basically shaking their head no or shaking their head yes while saying no we're not tanking on purpose we all know what's going on we all know the drill
0: Oh, yeah, of course. And that's my thing is everybody's freaking the fuck out. No one cared that the Lions with 0-16, the Browns, when I think a combined 1-31, two seasons, no big deal. All of a sudden the Miami Dolphins stop being you know 6-10, 7-9, 8-8, and oh, my God, they're doing it right. It might turn the corner, and the Patriots are possibly on the downswing with Brady and Belichick retiring. Oh, my God, we might actually have to see a good Miami Dolphins team. We can't have that. There's former players coming out and saying it's disgusting. No. what we're doing. I mean, the the perfect narrative I see on Twitter, and I think it was uh, Abramson, said, I beg to differ. Here's the flip side of that argument. There's 20 guys possibly on this Dolphins team right. that have a chance to be on an NFL roster that otherwise wouldn't be. Getting, ta- getting tape, getting game experience, getting able to play. Um, and here's my thing. We traded Kiko Alonso, who doesn't even start for the Saints. Sure. We cut uh, T.J. McDon- uh, McDonald. Is he signed anywhere? He is not. He is a free agent as of right oh. now. How about that? And then uh, Taylor, who we cut, where's he? fucking practice squad from another team so what exactly did we tank we traded tunzel yes but if we're possibly getting to a he's left-handed mm. so left tackle is one thing we talked about this last week it's like writing with your uh, non-dominant hand playing a different position like that so would he be as good and we already talked about the sam he's not as good as dolphins fans thought at left tackle so how would he be as a right tackle protecting our star franchise quarterback so we get a two first and a second Meanwhile, Chris Greer comes out and has a press conference, and Tunzel saw the trade picks and said, shit, I would trade that for me, too. Yeah, Like, he agreed with it, hey, you can't turn that down. It was a haul. We kept saying, no, no, no we want tonsil. we want tonsil. absolutely not. There's nothing you can do about it. And Texans are like, please, we really want him. How about this? And we're like, holy shit, we have to take that. Now, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick. I know you wanted to, we're going to talk about that, but here it is. Minka Fitzpatrick, first round pick two years ago, he wants out. He mm-hmm. thinks he's playing out of position. Coaches aren't using him right. He absolutely demanded a trade. Meanwhile, Xavier Howard's getting paid, and he's chilling. He's sitting here. He knows the future looks a little bit bright. Same with Baker. These guys are buying in. And guess what we do? We go out there and say, I don't think we're going to trade unless we get what we want. And we got a first-round pick. Meanwhile, the Steelers give us a first-round pick, and Big Ben is out for the season. They're playing with a fucking Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Yes, Mason Rudolph. And This is a potential top-ten pick. So we could possibly get a better pick than what we got Minka for. And meanwhile, or use it for a veteran. Jalen Ramsey's out there. Hello. There's rumors that we've already talked to him. How are we tanking it? It feels like we're doing all the right things, Sam. And the national media is shitting all over us.
1: Yeah, we're building. We're building the solid foundation, and you're absolutely right. If you if you go back and you look at what actually is being put out there by the Miami Dolphins regarding those two, and that's what it is, Chris. It's it's trading Laramie Tunzel and it's trading yes. Mika Fitzpatrick. It's not getting um, what anybody would consider a, a franchise quarterback uh, this year by signing Ryan Fitzpatrick and then trading uh, low. By mind you, on Josh Rosen, more on him in just a minute. But if you look at Laramie Tunzel, let's just start there. Chris Greer even said, "Look." We're rebuilding, and we're looking at all the young talent and who we can build around. The original plan was not to was not to trade Laramie Tunzel. The original plan was not to trade Mika Fitzpatrick. The original plan was to keep those guys, evaluate them in this system, and see how they fit going forward, a la Xavier Howard, a la Raquan McMillan, a la Jerome Baker, a la you know the Michael Dieter on the line, and, and Jesse Davis, and all these guys that are getting extensions. Shaquem Grant, they're signing people long term, if you want to call it that, people that they know want to be here, that fit in their system, in their scheme in their mold right or wrong they are signing people um, but the haul for Laramie Tunzel was two first rounds and a second round pick as you said Laramie Tunzel looked at that and went shit I trade me And when you think about Laramie Tunzel, is he not the most bargain basement elite left tackle that we've ever gotten? Think about this. This guy was supposed to be the number one overall pick and then 15 minutes before the draft somebody leaks a video of him smoking pot inside of a gas mask. He drops all the way down to us and he just falls in our lap and we get him. And then we turn around and flip that for two first rounders and a second rounder. That guy is just a gift that keeps on giving. And by the way, he's not that good with Houston right now, which means that first rounder, every single time they lose, gets better and better and better for us. That's a bonus. That is a net gain for the Miami Dolphins now Mika Fitzpatrick hate to see him go 22 years old uh, and that is a guy that you go god man what are we doing this guy's supposed to be in a certain position and he's supposed to be here for the next 12 to 15 years as a slot corner as a safety but here's the thing he isn't at the Swiss Army knife that everyone thinks he is He has the ability to do that, but he's not being that guy. So he's playing out of position for what he wants, but not for what the coaching staff wants. And ultimately, the coaching staff is going to be the ones that decide where he's supposed to go, right or wrong. So he wants out. He says, look, I don't like losing. I came from Alabama. My mom's mad. She's calling the media. I'm agreeing with her. I'm calling my agent, telling him, get me out of here. Now, with all that leverage gone, the fact that Chris Greer got a first-round pick out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, as you said, Big Ben's gone for the season, now, right now, they're looking at a top-10 first-round pick that's going to go to the Miami Dolphins for Minka Fitzpatrick. When did we pick him two years ago, Chris? What was the number one? Uh, what was the overall pick? Two years ago for Minka, was that 11? About 11. This could be a yep. top-10 first-round pick. So we're talking about the Miami Dolphins possibly having the number-one overall pick, when this is all said and done, and then another one somewhere between 2 and 10, I mean, that is a fantastic haul to rebuild not only what your quarterback's going to be, but your offensive line, your defensive line, your defensive backs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The national media is mad because the Miami Dolphins have finally figured it out. And once we figured it out, they now have to change their narrative in a, in a, in a, I don't know, a a season as to, wow, these guys have done a really good job. But until then, they don't understand it or they're mad that they do understand it and they're pissed off. And I don't quite understand why. The Browns have been doing this for 25 years and nobody's mad at them. Um, the Detroit Lions did this a number of years ago and nobody got mad at them. Everyone just kind of wink wink nudge nudge said, "We know what you're doing. Good luck to you." So why is it when the Miami Dolphins do it everyone's pissed off across the country? It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, no, it's one of those things where, you know, these former players are crying and boo-hooing because, you know, they're not even trying and they have to go out in the field and lose 43 uh 43 nothing and 59 to 10, but it's like my thing is um, you want them to go out there and get hurt and go 6 and 10. Four and twelve, like what's what's the difference? I, I don't get it. Like, once a team is bad, they know they're bad. The fans yeah. know they're bad. The national media knows they're bad. The players know, definitely know they're bad. If there's just like a poison in the locker room, or they just don't have enough talent, or there's too many injuries, they know. So there's still guys going out there playing. Like no one was feeling bad for Cleo Lemon when we went one and fifteen. And Greg Camarillo, can we get? I would love to get Greg Camarillo back on the show again. Yeah. And ask him how you know why why weren't the national media worried about us going one and fifteen is it because we're a little bit competitive. Uh, hello, we're playing the Ravens and the Patriots the first two weeks, and now the Cowboys. That's a fucking gauntlet. And believe me, if we had T.J. McDonald and goddamn Kiko Alonzo and even Kenny Stills and larry Tunzel, we'd still be owing two. Yeah. Like there's no fucking doubt about it, we'd still be zero and two, and no one would blink an eye. Meanwhile, we're stockpiling picks, and all of a sudden, doing the right thing and not taking advantage of the system, but doing the right thing. We're we're parlaying picks, like you said. We took Tunzel, who should have been a first overall, second overall pick fell to us. That's like picking up a scratch-off lottery ticket on the side of the road, scratching it, winning it, winning 10 bucks, and then buying a $10 lotto ticket and winning $150,000. That's, exactly That's what right. we just did with Tunzel. We got him, and we traded him and flipped him for two first-round picks in a second. I'm sorry. If you can buy a trailer and flip it for a mansion, you're going to fucking do it.
1: <laughs> buying a trailer and flipping it for a mansion. That might be the title of this episode here of Perfectville. That is fantastic, Chris. And you're right, and you're heated. and I can tell you're heated, and we're going to need that heat as we talk about all these other subjects that we're talking about here on Uh, This very special episode of Perfectville. We are recording on a Friday, Chris. How often do we record on a Friday?
0: It it hardly ever happens. And Sam, I'm going to be honest, had a work function,
1: had a couple beers at Dave and Buster's, played a little bit of hoops. So I'm feeling great. Well, and at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Am I right, Chris? That's right. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing, go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. Mybookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as where who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, it's where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys this if I didn't think they were the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. I've talked about this before, Chris. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double, that's right, double your first deposit. Use promo code PERFECTVILLE to activate the offer. That's promo code PERFECTVILLE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, Chris. What do you think about that? Hey, if I'm getting paid just to
0: watch football and uh, bet on it, I'm there, man.
1: And speaking of that, like you said, those 20 people, they're getting paid to live their dream that they otherwise would not. And out of those 20, we're probably going to find one, maybe two players that are going to stick with this team long term. So I think the tank at this point, I've embraced the tank. I'm like that guy sitting in front of the tank in China, except for and trying to stop it. I'm trying to let it run me over and make sweet, sweet love to my face because the tank for Tua movement is on. The Miami Dolphins are doing things the right way for fuck's sake, finally, and uh, I couldn't be more happy about it, Chris. I love it, man. Football is beautiful, and uh, here we are. Well, speaking of beautiful, one of the things that's the most beautiful thing I've seen in a long time is the fact that the Miami Mm. Dolphins, as we just talked about here, Chris, have three, yes, three first-round draft picks in the 2020 NFL Draft. Uh, that means we can go out and get a wide receiver, a quarterback, and an offensive tackle. We can go get a linebacker, a defensive tackle, and a defensive end. We can go get three fucking quarterbacks. We can do whatever we want. To quote Chris Greer, we can do whatever we want. And one of the things that's out there is uh, – Banding about is that Jalen Ramsey, who is also a disgruntled defensive back Mm. for a bad Florida team, uh, this one being the Jacksonville Jaguars, is possibly being dangled, possibly being traded at some point. Uh, I thought it would be done by now, but it's not. And one of the rumors is that the Miami Dolphins were called by the Jacksonville Jaguars to see if they uh, wouldn't mind parting with one of those first-round picks and uh, pair Jalen Ramsey up with Xavier Howard. What are your thoughts? I mean, we've got three... First-round draft picks at this point. We've got a, a, a just a cacophony of picks overall over the next couple of rounds or a couple of years. Uh, does it make sense in your mind if, 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 the, if the selling price essentially would be a first-round draft pick to go get Jalen Ramsey and pair him up with Xavier Howard, or do you go out and get your own version of Jalen Ramsey on a rookie contract?
0: No, you you can't find your own version of Jalen Ramsey because there's just no guarantee you got it. Jalen Ramsey played last night and I watched the game and he played a hell of a game and he didn't even, doesn't even want to be there. But you know he knows he's putting good tape out there for the potential suitor that's trading for him. He wants to leave. Is there a worry that you know this team was an AFC Championship two years ago and they're um, obviously having some injury issues with Nick Foles? Uh, meanwhile, like I said, my, you know <laughs> every American mechanic is their quarterback. Gardner Minshew the. <laughs> Second, fucking looked pretty damn good last night. I mean, he Not had some lie. good ass throws. He yeah. had some good throws. Um, That's an air raid QB, man. But once there's tape on him, we'll see what what happens. Same thing happened to Matt Moore Um, when he filled in and did spot duty. So we'll see how it goes. But he's, he looked good last night. But back to Jalen Ramsey, I mean, yeah, that's a guy, if you can get him for a first-round pick and we still keep two um, and all the cap space we have and you pair him with Xavier Howard – Sam, there's no way you don't do it. You have to do it as long as you can – and here's my caveat. As long as you can talk to the guy and you know he's buying into what we're trying to build here. You're not going to get to make a fix Patrick after six weeks where we're just struggling and getting the break speed off of us where he's like, never mind. I want to get traded again. I want to go to a contender buy into the system you're a young guy you got xavian on the other side Two that, that would be the automatic best corner duo in the league not even a question not even a question i mean like they it's not even fucking close they can like stop for a pee break and the second place is not even coming close to catching up and you say look here's what we do we got a franchise quarterback with the first overall pick we just got you with the third first round pick that we got we can go get fucking um uh, the receiver from alabama or jonathan taylor Jerry Judy. Yep. Judy or the running back. Um, And then we got two second round picks to get linemen. We got tons of free agency money uh, to get more linemen and and pass rushers. Oh, by the way, give us a year. And we got two first round picks and two second round picks next year as well. Are you in? And if he says yes, you do it. You pull the fucking trigger, Sam, and there's not even a goddamn question about it.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a there's a big old lineman that's very, very good at his job up there in Washington, D.C., playing for the Redskins, who is actually at an impasse with contract negotiations, and his name is Brandon Scherf, and he's a, one of the best interior linemen that's out there. The Miami Dolphins are going to have to overpay any and all of these free agents to jump into this and make themselves competitive along with all those draft picks. So you can go get somebody like a Brandon Scherf. You can pair him with, you know, Michael Dieter on the uh, inside there. You can go get a couple of other uh, interior linemen and exterior linemen in the second and third rounds. You can use one of those first rounders, uh, hopefully the one with the Houston and Texans, because that's probably going to be the lowest one out of the three that we have, to go get yourself Jalen Ramsey. And all of a sudden, you've got a very, very, very good defensive backfield, and uh, you have a solution for your interior line and uh, possibly long-term for your for your line in general. and Oh, by the way, you now have your quarterback of the future, uh, which makes your wide receivers better, which makes your running backs better, yes. which makes your tight ends better. So I would like the plan. If that's, if that's where they decide to go, I'm okay with that. I would not give up more than one first-rounder. I think two first-rounders would be too steep for somebody like Jalen Ramsey. But I also think you look at Jalen Ramsey, and he's got two more... years on that contract, if I'm not mistaken there, Chris, and you say, all right, here's the deal. You're going to get paid. Okay, We pay Xavier Howard, we're paying the people that want to be here So you show us you want to be here We've got all kinds of cap room for the next couple of years We're going to pay you, we're going to extend you And you're going to be our other corner Along with Xavier Howard for the next 5-6 years Of your career, and we promise you That after this tank is done with this year We're going to come back strong next year And do the damnedest that we can uh, To pair a quarterback with a team And go out there and start trying to win division titles And more, so uh, I would be okay with it If that's what they want to turn that draft capital into Jalen Ramsey, I'm okay with that
0: yeah, I mean, especially if it's just one of them. I mean, like like I said, you, you still have two more first-round yeah. picks, two potential top-ten picks. Um, the things we can do with that are unbelievable, and we can change this narrative within literally like one-and-a-half seasons, like where we have the draft and some free agency, maybe win six, seven games with Tua next year and the young guys, and then the here comes the 2021 draft, and who knows? Sam, we might have the first, second overall pick, and someone wants uh, um, Lawrence from Clemson, and we, we're good with Tua. Y'all give us the long haul, baby, and we'll trade down four, five, six picks, nice. and we can get we can get picks like crazy, like the uh what the Rams did or gave up. There was like two first rounds, two second rounds, and a third or some shit. Like we can be sitting there waiting because we already have our quarterback to trade down and get more picks and do it the Patriot way and just gather intel and players and put them out there and and get young talent. That'd be what we can do, and it's a huge game plan for us.
1: Well, speaking of the Patriot way, that leads us to our new segment that we love that you already uh, talked about that our listeners already introduced earlier during the Citizens of Perfect Field. And of course, I'm talking about Misery, misery loves, company. loves Company because all this excitement, all this stuff that we have here, Chris, you and I, all this passion that we have for the future, uh, the right here and the right now, this team is garbage. I mean, they're hot garbage <laughs> and they are sitting in the chair of despair looking at their sofa seeing who's going to join us because Misery Loves Company. And you mentioned it, so I'm just going to start there, Chris, and I'll throw it over to you for your nominee. But the, uh, the Patriot Way has failed when it comes to Antonio Brown. He was released earlier today after all of these rape allegations, after one game, of course, against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, He is now gone from the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots, released today. uh, The Patriots, mind you, gave him $9 million guaranteed (laughs) to play one frickin' game for the New England Patriots against the Miami Dolphins, a game that they didn't need him for, by the way. Uh, So I think when you give somebody $9 million to show up and then go away, uh you are miserable and you are on the couch so the New England Patriots and Antonio Brown now jobless both on the Misery Loves Company couch Misery
0: Loving Company is like probably my favorite segment that we started doing this is is fun because we're going to obviously need it for a long time and Sam I'm going to go back to our Hateful 28 Ah, you remember the Hateful 28? And I you remember do. who my number one hated team was? I do, I do. I believe it is a local team to you, is it not? <laughs> it is a local team to me. And I gotta say, there's nothing fucking better than seeing the carolina panthers struggle as much as they have they've got the fantasy fanboy christian mccaffrey and yeah he's doing good things and helping me out here and there meanwhile last week i'm on vacation in their thursday night game against the tampa bay bucks the bucks in an argument for being one of the worst teams in the league and they go out there and make Jameis winston look like the first round pick he was supposed to be meanwhile Cam Newton is hurt yet again. What was the story coming out of Auburn? Well, if he keeps running like this, he is not going to last. Hurt shoulder, hurt arm, hurt foot, hurt ankle, you name it, he's had the injury. And now, Cam Newton has been ruled out for their week three game. And Greg Olson is questionable with a back injury. Again, he's always hurt as well. So here we are. I'm watching the Carolina Panther fans, the people I work with, the people I go to the store with, the people that see my Dolphins logo on the back of my car and they laugh as they walk past me. And your team literally has as many wins as us. So suck my ass, Carolina. Your Panthers fucking suck. And Cam Newton is super done. And he dresses like a bitch.
1: Well, Cam Newton, the dress bitch, uh, as well as all of his fans, the Panthers out there, the Panthers, if you will. Can all suck Chris Cullen's ass? Oh, and can we say? Cohen. Can
0: I please bring up how fucking god awful these Thursday night football commercials have been? Oh, they're, they're, that they're, you commercial know. last week of the Tampa Bay Bucks fan. I'm um, quotes here, and the blonde, you know, woman Panther fan that does the fake roar, the growl at the end, yeah. and they they perfectly have a barbecue stand behind her with like grilling meat. Thank God that game's over.
1: Yeah, well, there you go. You got the Carolina Panthers, you got Antonio Brown, you got the New England Patriots. I'm going to go ahead and throw a bunch of people on this list here, Chris. I'm talking about the starting quarterbacks for the NFL. Uh, I'm just going to run down this list. Ben Roethlisberger, Drew, Blee, Drew Brees, Andrew Luck, Nick Foles, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Am I missing anybody? About a quarter of the league of the starting quarterbacks that everyone assumed is going to be there week one is no longer there, either due to retirement, benching, or injuries. This is not the year to be a quarterback that's starting in the NFL. This is the year of the backup, if if I could be so bold. So all of those guys, injured, retired, or just flat out benched due to suctitude, are on the Misery Loves Company couch. This is the year of the bad quarterback. I think I heard Matt uh,
0: Stafford come out and say they asked him about um, all the injuries and stuff. And he said he's you know, obviously paying attention to it, and it's misfortunate. But, um, Sam, I saw a cool stat, especially with Eli Manning being benched. This is the first Sunday since 2004 that Eli Manning, Big Ben, or Drew Brees aren't playing in a NFL football game this week. That's
1: crazy. I forgot about Eli Manning. The 2004.
0: 2004. I was in high school,
1: Sam. <laughs> well, I was not, but I was a younger man then, and that is a crazy stat. And you're right. I mean, it's just the year of the backup quarterback or the bad quarterbacks in general. Uh, well, who else you got on the Misery Loves Company uh, list there, Chris?
0: Well, I got I to gotta go with a team that, and I really have no problem with them, uh, but it's really easy for me to pick them out because it's just fun. It's really fun. And that's the team that lost and got their fucking nuts handed to them last night, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Because I'm sitting here watching Twitter and laughing like a fucking schoolgirl as these Tennessee fans are begging for a guy named Ryan Tannehill to get wow. the opportunity to play because I watched the whole game, Sam, unfortunately, and Marcus Mariota fucking sucks. Like, he good. is just – He's so bad. Like, he just is no pocket presence. He constantly tucks the ball to run. I mean, there's no way. Benjamin uh, Benjamin Albright's a guy I follow, and he he knows the stuff on there on Twitter. And he has been saying that these fans, and even these guys in the front office that have been really pushing for Tannehill to push Mariota and get the um, accolades and the chance to play. And I get it. It was rainy and it was wet last night. But guess what? Gardner fucking Minshew looked okay. I'm sorry. The second. Thank you. God bless you. Bless me. Um, Gardner Minshew, the second, the guy that put the brake pads on my fucking Corolla last week, <laughs> look good in the rain. What happened to you, Mariota? Like it just, I don't get it. Like he doesn't have the greatest weapons in the world, but I can't name two receivers for the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. And here's Gardner Minshew. The second, um, making plays like he's making throws and he looked comfortable back there in his first start ever he looked comfortable so Marcus Mariota looked like shit and here's a team that absolutely shit house the Browns who was our week one misery loves company and then meanwhile Tennessee has lost two straight and they look like they're completely lost
1: Well, you're right, and this couch is getting pretty full even going into week three, but there's somebody that we left off of week one, and we left them off the list when we're talking about starting quarterbacks going down, so I feel bad. For once in my life, I feel bad about the New Jersey slash New York Jets, and they are basically, they are the misery couch here at this point, Chris. They're not only on their backup quarterback, they're onto their third string quarterback. And of course, I'm talking about David Fales because uh, their high school sweetheart got mono, the kissing disease. Uh, So he's out for a number of weeks. Of course, I'm talking about Sam Darnold. And then after that, Trevor Seaman, uh, he gets just knocked into next week and he's out with a busted ankle. Um, And now they're down to David Fales as their starting quarterback for the New York Jets. The Adam Gase experiment is completely done after two weeks. It was done before the season even started jet fans have turned on him and i could not be happier because why because misery loves company dude this
0: is the greatest thing ever now they got to play the patriots um and, and they're going to get absolutely shithosed. i mean just seeing the jets game which i did watch uh because i believe it was a sunday night game or monday night game yeah monday night against the browns i mean three points the the qb whisper. like i, I get it you lost seaman and uh fuck came in. Um, but I'm sorry,
1: you're right. It's Falk. It's not David Fails. I'm completely wrong. It's Luke Falk. Whatever. It's one of those former Miami Dolphins <laughs> shitty quarterbacks that Adam Gase brought in that is no longer here, and it's Luke Falk. So I failed. I David Failed when I talked about who was the actual quarterback, but they signed David Fails. That's what I'm talking about. They have Luke That's Falk right. and yeah. David Fales on that team now. They just falcon fail. Every time they just
0: tried to do something with Adam Gates, and it's just so funny to watch. I mean, we said it before. I mean, I get it if, like, I guess the Seahawks signed him and they didn't really know. The Jets saw him twice a year. Every year, and were constantly paying attention to his games and his game plan because they're playing division rivals. I cannot believe they brought this guy in, but I love it. Fuck the Jets. I love it. But this is just beautiful to watch, Sam, with this newly just grown-out beard that he can, like, spin on the sideline as he just blames everyone else for his horrible screen calls on third and eight. It it is beautiful to watch, and if we're going to suck, man, if we have the first two picks, that's fine as long as we have number one, and we can just laugh even more as they just miserably feel bad and – hate Adam Gase. It's just so great.
1: Well, speaking of dumb, uh, the Miami Dolphins have another game against a dumb team, and of course I'm talking about the dumb Dallas Dumb Cowboys here on Sunday. Our first road game, Chris, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe this team is just a road Mm. team. They're not a home team this year, the Miami Dolphins. They're going up against a Dallas Cowboys team that uh, well, they're 2-0, and they have not quite played a defense quite like the Miami Dolphins. So uh, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott is playing himself into shape. Uh, you've got Dak Prescott. You've got Amari Cooper. You've got uh, a-, a Dallas team that is stacked on offense and pretty darn good on defense. I looked at the trends of fantasy football here, Chris, and um, the trend is that the Dallas Cowboys are being picked up in every single fantasy football league that's out there because they're probably going to get a ton of points against the Miami Dolphins. Um But what are your thoughts here for the Miami Dolphins against the Dallas Cowboys, the 2-0 Dallas Cowboys in Dallas for the Miami Dolphins?
0: Here's my thoughts on this game. Okay, so I'm not salsa dancing to make my decision here on uh, on the pick or even discuss this, but I'm not going to be sour either, like the sour cream Mm. that you'd bring to uh, a dinner table. And honestly, I'm just going to be soft as a shell, a tortilla shell, you could say, or uh, sometimes harden, harden up. You got to harden up when you think about these things because it's tough. We're zero too two, right? Um, but let us, uh, let us decide how we're gonna discuss this because, Ooh. um, yeah, I mean, you, we're gonna ground this team like ground beef and uh, mix it all up, and we're gonna throw it in there, and we're gonna win this game, Sam. Wow. We're gonna, we're gonna win this game, and uh, I'm gonna tell you why we're gonna do it. We're going to win it because we got motherfucking Taco Charlton, buddy. That's right. Taco Charlton, former first round pick. Same exact stats as Charles Harris, (laughs) and we are going to probably start him. We might not, and this is just deemed ridiculous, uh, which it is at this point anyway, at this point in the season. But we have Taco Charlton, and he's going to bring his playbook if he remembered to keep it, if he got it at all, if he even studied it. We got Taco Charlton, and that's going to give us the gigantic advantage. And like you said, we're finally playing on the road, and they've never seen the Miami Dolphins of 2019 on the road.
1: No, they have not. And we're going to wrap these guys up and tackle like a burrito out there. And this is going to be an amazing thing. Like you said, Gardner Minshew II. I think we have Charles Harris II. Taco Charlton, almost the exact same stats as Charles Harris, (laughs) uh, which is incredible. But, you know, we hadn't talked about that yet. We haven't tacoed about this. Uh, One of the things about Taco this signing that that smacks me in the face here, and I haven't seen anybody bring this up yet. And if they have, I apologize. But uh, this is a very Patriots Bill Belichick sort of thing. Um, Taco Charlton was on the Dallas Cowboys on. What Tuesday, and by Thursday he's on the Miami Dolphins, who happen to be playing the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Now, I don't think the Miami Dolphins are realistically going to beat the Dallas Cowboys, but this is one of those moves that's very shrewd that can pay off. You know, He's a two-year contract, they're buying low. Uh, He can give them some insight about the Dallas Cowboys this week, and then maybe he can be a project that you can save long-term. I love what they did in terms of getting Taco Charlton. I don't think it changes the outcome of this game. However, I agree with Chris because I never thought they were going to lose in the first place. I think Them losing Taco Charlton and Michael Gallup, mind you, uh, means that this game went from a Dallas Cowboys win to a slight Miami Dolphins advantage, and I think the Miami Dolphins, Chris, are going to win on the road, thirteen to ten. Nice, I like that pick. But
0: uh, honestly, uh, forget everything I just said. I was just trying to make taco references. We are going to lose this
1: game. Thank you. We're going to lose this game thirty-eight to. Eight. Um, <laughs> look, look at that it's getting closer and closer we were down 50 yeah. uh 50 what uh, 49 points then 43 10. now 30 yeah. according to you so look we're closing the gap oh. by week 10 we uh we might have ourselves a single digit loss there chris
0: yeah 38 and 8 charles harris and taco tartan will, will each have a half sack um so neither will go over one more than what they have and josh rosen will play just good enough maybe like i'll say 180 yards one touchdown two picks and uh Maybe he'll rush in the two point conversion. So everybody's still kinda like, Is Josh Rosen good? Like and we'll just keep questioning this on and on and on. But yeah, thirty eight to eight on the road. Um Rosen's our only offense, and
1: um, Taco Charlton and Charles Harris have a half each. I, I love that Taco Charlton and Charles Harris are like a shitty version of Jason Taylor and Trace Armstrong. <laughs> like, who's going to get 13? <laughs> who's going to get 14? They're like, who's going to get a half? Who's going to get a one? Huh? huh? So <laughs> It's almost like it's like Force Awakens,
0: Star Wars, like one quarter portion. Like, that's a, that's all they get.
1: Yeah, that's all they're going to get. Now, you know what's also interesting? This is kind of a, a bonus stat for everyone out there. So the Miami Dolphins gave up 59 points to the Baltimore Ravens week one. They're on pace to score 59 points in 11 weeks. <laughs> I mean, that is <laughs> that is insane. I'm sorry, week 12. Week 12 is <laughs> actually when they would get 59 points on the current pace that they're at. So uh, huzzah to the Miami Dolphins, who might just be that historically bad. But uh, speaking of Josh Rosen, last thing we're going to talk about here, Chris, Josh Rosen named the starter. Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer – The tank commander, he has been replaced, usurped, if you will, by Josh Rosen, the chosen Rosen. Uh, He's out there, as you said, he's probably going to have to do everything himself. He's probably going to have to spike the ball or hike the ball to himself, (laughs) block the guy in front of him, and then turn around and hand the ball off to himself, throw it to himself, and celebrate by himself in the end zone. Um, What do you think of Josh Rosen week three as your father, Laramie, actually predicted uh, (laughs) becoming the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins? Yes, um, um,
0: Lefefe did guess that and, and expect Lefefe. that. Um, but honestly, it it's a long time coming. Uh, and it, it, I have to give a shout out to Joe Shad. Tweeted before we got on the show. Uh, somebody, asked, I guess, what Ryan Fitzpatrick did after he found out Rosen was starting. The first thing he did was take him to the QB room and get on the whiteboard and ask him about coverages and quiz him. Uh, so he's a team player. You know, he wants to make sure Rosen's having success out there. Um, And and that's the guy. You can joke all you want about the clothes and the swag and the beard of Fitzpatrick. The guy's a fucking good dude. Like, he's a good dude. He's like a bunch of kids. He's from Harvard, and he just wants to uh, see guys succeed, whether he starts or not. At this point, he doesn't take shit personal. Like, I mean, come on. He's like, really? It took this long? I got it, coach. Like, I was totally waiting for this. Um, He's not surprised at all. Josh Rosen gets a 13-game audition. To um, well, fourteen game audition to really uh show the Miami Dolphins what they have, and if he's good enough, Sam, on this bad of a team, I mean, I could see us holding on to him, and and I don't know what we could do. It, it just it really throws a wrench into the entire thing. Now, are you not going to draft Tua? I I know. No. Come on, absolutely not. You draft Tua, but now Rosen looks good and we can trade him again to the next team for a second-round pick. We could trade I mean, him to
1: the Jets for a first-rounder because they're going to need a
0: quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I can see that happening. That'd be great. And then he just holds out or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. But um, really, it really gives him 14 games to put on tape. This is really not a disservice to anybody. It's letting Josh Rosen play Uh, yes, he's gonna play with a bad team. Hopefully everybody knows that and they give him the benefit of the doubt. He can make some good plays, some good throws, fuck around, win a game or two maybe, keep us out of like, you know, the, the dungeon of the only team that's been undefeated and defeated. That'd be great. Um, if he can just win one, but keep us the number one overall pick. Yeah, exactly. Um, if he can do that and he can move on to the next team and get, we can get some trade value out of him. That'd be great. And it's giving him an opportunity to play, and I think he needs to because Fitzpatrick's obviously not the future. Rosen needs a chance to shine and play, and and he's going to get a chance to do it.
1: This is this is the best move they could have done all week, and that is after trading Mika Fitzpatrick, getting Taco Charlton and everything else they're doing, putting Josh Rosen in now, letting him get acclimated behind this terrible line, let his body get used to the bruising that's about to happen with this Dallas Cowboys front seven and everyone else that's gonna happen. You know, you gotta find out what he's got. I mean, that's the bottom line. He's not ready. Well, guess what? He's gonna have to get ready, whether it's this week, next week, or the week after that. This is the best thing that can happen to the Miami Dolphins. You have a lot of tape that he's gonna put out there, and maybe he becomes your backup. Maybe you have Tua and Josh Rosen next year. Or as you said, maybe he does pretty darn well and goes, you know what? We're going to have to trade him somewhere else because we can get some draft value back for him and we're still going to go get Tua. Or by some freaking miracle, he just happens to be that good where you go, okay, well now we have to reevaluate our draft board because maybe we don't need Tua. I don't think that's going to happen. But there's no downside to putting Josh Rosen in right now unless he dies. That's the only downside is if he dies. But that's it.
0: And and that's the thing. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, Fitzpatrick's about there because we're playing good defenses and let him take the shots. Like, they're both human beings. I don't get it. Like, does Fitzpatrick get to wear, like, armor because he's a veteran? He gets to, like, wear a different uniform? Like, it's let Rosen go out there and take his licks. He got sacked a ton in Arizona last year. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. Let him get rid of the ball quicker, find the hot route, use his feet. It's going to make him better. And then when he gets protection down the line, he's going to be a better quarterback for it. So I, I, don't, I don't get the whole argument that we're protecting him physically. Like, let him go out there and play football. It's not like they're coming at him with fucking 12-gauge shotguns. Like, he'll be okay.
1: Well, it is Dallas, so they might actually be coming at him with 12 gauge <laughs> shotguns, but that's neither here nor there. Also, we are out of time here, so I will mention that the name of the week in the OKS fantasy football league of all time is, of course, my own. And, of course, I went with 99 problems, but a fits ain't one. That is your name of Ooh. the week for our fantasy football league. Chris, you're 0-2. I am 1-1. Go on there. Check out all the shit talking that's happening from all the other players in fantasy football. It is amazing. There is a link at the bottom of the show in the program notes. Chris, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? yeah speaking of fantasy football thanks for auto picking me
0: big ben you fucking piece of shit i did not do i'm any talking to espn not you i'm oh, sorry
1: I, yes. that's why i play yahoo jesus christ and no i have nothing else to say well neither do i so on behalf of chris and myself as far, as far as the big heads media podcast network and the dot podcast network goodbye from perfectville later